What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy, episode 48. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Koi CBD. Go to KoiCBD.com, put in Duddy B at checkout, and you will save 20%. Yeah! What's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's go. Oh, hello. We are back for our first ever Zoom episode of Feeling Good with Duddy, episode 47, or is this, this is 47. No, this is going to be episode 48. And we have an awesome guest. He's been on the show before, Josh Canuti of the Overcoming You podcast. But before that, the man, Duddy B. What's happening, people? That is right. We are back. Episode 48 of Feeling Good with Duddy. Uh, it's our first ever attempt at Zoom. So hope it turns out okay. Hope it, hope it sounds and looks okay for you guys. Although we are doing Zoom, I am still in the underground bunker lair hiding out from the coronal times, 100 feet above me, I have climbed down the ladder, I have swam through the, the pool of Purell, I have gone through the total recall x-ray machine, and then I have also aced my uh, thermometer test at 98.8, and I'm ready to go for the podcast. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing great, and I wanted to tell everybody about, we added, and this is like a little unnecessary, but we want to do it anyway, we added a full cavity search of each person that comes down so say it goes like this if duddy's the first one down he then has to do the cavity search on whoever's behind him and vice versa so it's like a reverse human centipede of uh, of hole checkings just to make sure that no one's coronal we don't even know if that helps but we're doing it you know what and, and at least that we're all wearing rubber gloves right now so yes yeah, you don't have to though. That is not mandatory. But no, I am doing great. I am actually in my house, so this is kind of cool. Duddy's in the underground bunker. I'm sitting in my bedroom. I put uh, I put a nice little screen behind me. And the cool thing with Zoom is you can choose the screen that's behind you. So Duddy's got his actual screen. Our guest Josh is in his podcast studio. So he and I've got like an old surf picture of me dressed as a skeleton behind me. I'm pretty psyched about the Zoom. It looks cool. No, this is awesome, man. I'm excited. I feel like now that we've got this set up and we figured this out, we're just going to be knocking out podcasts every day. 
This is great. Yeah, like Duddy and I are aware that social distancing needs to happen, and we had to get a few episodes out. So we've had a few episodes that took place in the bunker, and as long as we personally know the people, and you know, we do our best, gloves, masks, stay far apart. We've done a few shows in the bunker together, but now that we have this Zoom thing going, this is a good trial for Duddy and I and the show because, like Duddy just said, if we can, if this sounds good, we're going to be able to do how God knows how many episodes. Everyone's at home. We can do five a week. Who knows? Who knows? But, Who uh, knows? Yeah, man. But, but uh, we'll say this. I will say this, man. Uh, I think things are start. I think people are starting to settle down a little bit. Uh, I went to the store again yesterday. I had to go okay. To the store. I, I go once a week and I just stock up. And I and I didn't even like the last two. I've I've gone two other times. And I went super early in the morning, like waited in the line, like tried to be one of the first guys. And this time I just went at like one in the afternoon. I was like, I just need some stuff. I'm gonna go. There wasn't that many people in the store. Yep. I got pretty much everything I needed. No fucking toilet paper. Where is the fucking toilet paper going? I have <laughs> plenty, luckily. Like I'm not, but I still I looked down that aisle and I was like. <laughs> So there's plenty of meat and eggs and booze. There's plenty of all that shit. No toilet paper. I just don't fucking get it. Where is the toilet paper going? I'll tell you this. There's plenty of toilet paper too. It's just one of those things that someone decided to yell toilet paper at the beginning of this. And then as humanity does, we all latched onto this toilet paper thing. There's... What, there's plenty of fucking toilet. What did people think that before this we just manufactured a roll at, at a time as needed? No, there's billions of rolls. There's a city <laughs> of toilet paper out there. It's just one of those dumb things. But I can see Josh Nudie is probably jumping out of his shoes because he's like, I can. I want to say, let's just announce let's our guest now let's so he can join us in this awesome. <laughs> so, you guys, real quick, let me set Josh up. Josh has been on the show before. He, um, Josh, if you want to hear his life story, you'll go back and why it was like episode four or five. It was early on in the show. We had Josh on, he has his own podcast. It's called the overcoming you podcast. And he went through some serious dark times in his life, suicidal times. And he pulled himself through and now he's got sort of a self help. I mean, it's more just like a self love learning how to love yourself and learning how to be happy. Um, type of podcast where he has amazing athletes and just people that have been through a lot in life. And he, and, and he asks them how they got through their darkest times. We thought this is a perfect, perfect time to bring Josh back. He's such a positive guy and he's become a friend of mine after the show. We've, we've ran races together. We've, we've become a lot closer. So let's just bring him on. Everybody needs to feel good in this time. And we got one of the best guys ever for that. Josh Canuti. The Overcoming You podcast. What's up? What up, what up, what up, what up? Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Stop your thoughts, man. Hit us with it. With that whole toilet paper, I have this this thing right next to my toilet. It's almost like a tub, if you will. And there's (laughs) water that comes out. And it cleans virtually anything that goes inside (laughs) of it. Wait, is it called a shower? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I could not believe that there's toilet paper just fucking vanishing. But yet the frozen food section is just totally full. That is the last thing that I would ever want to stock up on. I want to stock up on water or fucking, you know, frozen food or whatever it is. I never would have thought, oh, let me go get a bunch of toilet paper. I don't know if people are full of shit or what, but. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, here's a time where it's like, they're like, oh, we're running out of food. Like we got to, you know, be conservative. Like you go into the meat section and stuff. And it's like, yo, one, 
you know, one thing of meat per person, you know, like we're, we're conserving food. We're trying to eat less. So we're eating less, we're getting less food, but we're shitting like crazy. Like what is happening? That's yeah. a wonderful point, Daddy. I have ne- I never did the correlation between we're we're eating less supposedly, but shitting more. And another thing is, if you don't eat, you die. If you don't drink water, you die. If right. you never <laughs> wipe your ass again, you're gonna be all right. Right. <laughs> you're gonna crusty. Yes, ass, but you won't be fine. Yeah. You're gonna live, dude. I no, I don't get it. And you know that there's people too that are just stuck. Dude, oh. hundred rolls in my garage right now. You're like fucking good. What are you gonna go? You, you know what would be just fucked up right now? Just the most fucked up thing ever. Go toilet paper someone's house. Oh. <laughs> just you, somebody. Oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's what uh like Drake or DJ Khaled should do. Just be throwing up rolls of toilet paper. Like who else lives like this? Who else lives? Yeah. In the strip club, throwing rolls of toilet paper at chicks. That's oh <laughs> ply, baby. That's freaking bouncing. That's soft as bouncing rolls of toilet paper off the stripper. That's hilarious, dude. Oh, Good you know, stuff. you know, there's a strip club that's still open somewhere in this country too. They're like, we don't care, dude. We don't care. We wash the pole in between every dance, dude. We sanitize the pole. For sure, for sure. If you're someone who and this isn't for everyone, and I, I don't know, this might be, but if you're someone who frequents strip clubs. You're probably not worried about the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah, that's that's valid. Did you yeah. hear about that strip club in um, up in Portland? What they did? No. So they, after like the week two or second weekend, they shut down, and then they turned over all the strippers. Ended up being like Uber Eats delivery chicks, and so they would deliver all people's Uber Eats and food, but without their top on and just pasties. Just and then the the owner was like trying to be like he's such like a humanitarian. He's like, I want to make sure that my girls they keep a job. Like it's for humanity. They have to eat too, and so they were delivering their yeah. all the food with their uh, boobs out and everything. So it's kind of wow. funny. But, hey, hey, ingenuity. Oldest profession on it, right? No, they always say like, hey, prostitution and stripping or whatever. Like oldest profession ever. And I'm like, hey, man. Yeah. Yep. Then respect. They got to they got to earn their food somehow. And yeah, for sure. Whatever. Guys like boobies, man, and girls. True. Yep. True. What do you do? Mm-hmm. So what's up, Josh? How how are you been through all this? How are you holding up, man? You know what? I gotta be honest. Not not very good. Um, and it's not so much. My heart goes out to the people that are affected to coronavirus. And yes, it's a very important situation. Yes, we have to practice social distancing. Yes, we have to take you know, what Anthony Fauci says, the head of immunology and take it into consideration. But I am terrified of the negative halo effect of the economical downfall, the mental health in this America and around the world, because the signs are not going in the right direction. And like I said, before we started the podcast, I kind of feel, thank you for having me on because I want to talk about this because I feel like I'm I'm standing in front of the bridge and the bridge is out and I'm screaming at the bus full of Americans and bus full of people of the world and going, Hey, everyone stop, stop, stop. The bridge is out. The bridge is out because this toll on the mental health or this economical toll is going to be so much bigger than I think we realize. And some of the data has already started to come, come in. Domestic violence is up like crazy. It's like Chicago's up 14%. Dallas is up 21%. LA is up 12% in domestic violence. 6.6 million people filed for unemployment. And with all this 
this types of things and sitting at home and not getting out and not figuring out how to overcome and push through and deal with this mental, this mental health crisis that may come in is so vital. You know, I equate it to, we need to start doing things now. When I get into my car, I put my seatbelt on in case I get into an accident, not because I'm going to. And so we need to start doing things now to figure out this mental health and to attack it before it becomes so detrimental, before it becomes, before you get into my position that we talked about in the last podcast, where you have these suicidal thoughts or you, or you think bad about yourself. And the thing is, what people don't understand is like people like the three of us, hey, we are happy-go-lucky guys or, or you know, we may not have this, this self-deprecating attitude anymore. But it slowly creeps in and slowly creeps in if you don't attack it right away. And actually, there's a fantastic uh, study that just came out. Sorry, I'm going to be a little bit of a dork, but I got all I got is time to read studies and oh, papers. Great, man. Honestly, people want to hear this type of stuff. Duddy and I are always talking about farts and dicks, and we love that. Yeah. But we wanted you on for this reason. So let's hear some real talk, man. So there's a neuroscientist, uh, Rebecca Sachs, out of MIT that put out a great study. And she actually was formulating it and doing the peer-reviewed study before uh, COVID and Corona hit and then actually just published it. And what they realized is that when you put somebody in isolation, the first thing that happens in the brain is you start to have these cravings. You start to crave food. You start to crave water. Well, what happens in, in social isolation is the exact same portion of that brain starts to crave social interaction, starts to crave social touch. And I said on another podcast, I know it's an odd thing to say, but I've never craved a hug from another dude so much in my life than I have right now, you oh, know? Isn't it weird seeing your closest friends and you're like, uh, hi, I, I, saw, I, I went to the, uh, to the underground bunker the other day and I didn't know that, that Duddy was there with his family. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that's my family. Duddy's my brother. So when I walked in, my little nephew, Duddy's son, ran and jumped into my arms with a big hug. And I was like, oh, I looked at Duddy's wife and I was like, is this okay? I swear I'm, it's this weirdness, yeah. like my own, eight-year-old nephew wanted to hug me and I felt like, am I allowed to right now? You're right. right. My, my friend, uh, Mark, who's going to be my pool guy, he came over yesterday to check out the pool and uh, he just came into the backyard really quick to just look at it and make sure it was all running smoothly. And my wife comes out, who my wife and my kids, like they haven't really left the fucking house. Like they've been locked down pretty much. Yeah. And she came in the backyard and she's like, oh, hey, Mark. And she just ran up and gave him a hug and Mark oh, looked at me like, and I looked at him and she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she backed up and she looked at me like, oh, oh my, like, like she had just done the worst thing in the fucking world. She yeah. hug, And it's like, that's where we're at. Yeah. And the thing is April 5th, that was my birthday. And so it was the weirdest fucking birthday I ever had. I had a zoom call. So I had 20 different people, but I had people stopping by and, and no disrespect and to each their own. Some people stopped by in a car and wouldn't roll down the windows, but they put a, a happy birthday. Some people rolled rolled by on the car, rolled down the windows and talked to me afar. Some people got out of the car and got close. But me being an extrovert, that fucking killed me because my favorite thing on the planet just for me, Josh Canuti, is to sit around a table and just fucking bullshit with my buddies and bullshit with my friends and just chill. That is my favorite fucking thing to do. Jake, after we do runs, when we just sit around and we get our beer, that's one of my favorite things ever, just to talk shit and and joke around with people. And I couldn't do that. And actually what these sociologists and neuroscientists are starting to realize is that it's a detriment to the mental state of America and up to the world. But there are some things that we can do right now to overcome and push back through this. And I wish 
Duddy and Jake, I wish it was something so magnanimous or something new that you haven't heard before, but it's the simplest things are often sometimes the best things. What's some of the best things for you? Eat fucking healthy. The biggest thing we have to do, there's about five things that um, some of these psychiatrists and neurologists are saying that we have to do. One, you got to fucking move your body. You have to stay active. I know it's so simple. And if you don't like working out, play soccer with your kids, play basketball with your kids. If you don't have kids and you still don't like working out, walk around the block just one time. And then tomorrow, walk around the block two times. Progress equals happiness. It's proven. If you don't want to walk around the block, as you sit there and watch fucking Tiger King, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, do it 10 times. And then tomorrow, do it 11 times. Then tomorrow, do it 12 times. Uh, start to write a blog. If you've ever wanted to, to learn an instrument, just learn two chords a day and just figure out how to transition between A and G, A and G, E and A. I don't, I'm, I'm stupid when it comes to, to um, music, but some sort of progress, some sort of start to read. If you don't like reading, once again, put it in, in forms where you're feeling like you accomplished something. So, hey, I don't like to read, but read something, read three pages. Tomorrow, read four pages. Get an audio you know, audiobooks. Are- audiobooks, something. Yeah, listen to 10 minutes. Tomorrow, listen to 11. But yeah. have this progress and have this mental stimulation because you have to have some sort of physical activity and some sort of mental stimulation. You have to figure this out. Otherwise, these mental thoughts start to erode our self-worth and you start to get in there because, like I said, it's this Chinese water torture. Each time you eat something bad, each time you sit on the couch, it slowly and slowly gets more and more aggressive and you start to fall into these bad patterns and what's happening right now people are setting habits up right now that's another thing that we have to figure out on how to overcome this is don't overindulge and i can speak from experience the second day of this whole thing i went dude this is like fucking vacation was this 12 o'clock what is that a beer pop yep. that beer and i was buzzed by six and then eating pizza the next day same exact thing popped a beer and i went hold up i can't get into this habit and because now, you know, as we see here right now, the government just said or, or L.A. just said that the social distancing or, or shelter in place is going to what? May 15th? Yep. Now. now yeah. So now we're sitting here 30, 45 days in this habitual state in whatever habits you're starting right now. When this thing does go back to whatever the new normal is, it's going to be very fucking difficult for people to stop these habits or try to go back to the old, old way. So. First thing, stay active, do some sort of mental stimulation, have some sort of progress, but track that progress. Stay on a schedule is so important. Try to get up at the same time every day. You don't have to be a freaking maniac like me and get up at four o'clock and then meditate and then work out. Whatever it is, you get up at nine, get up at nine. Stay steady and stay consistent. Try to eat at the same time. Try to go to bed at the same time as much as you can. Try to do those things. And then the last one is just be, I say this all the time, but at the end of every single one of my podcasts, at every single post, be kind to yourself and realize that goes for everything. Be kind to yourself and what you eat, but be kind to yourself. I had this thing happen, you know, with my wife. I got really snappy at her, but, you know, we're all in this heightened sense of, of awareness and we're actually having these two types of nervous systems happen. You have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Uh, nervous system. The sympathetic is your fight or flight, which when we're scared and we're hunkered down, this is what's happening. But when you're in that sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight, 
the logic part of your brain literally shuts down so you are not able to make logical decisions. So you snap at your wife like I did and now you have trouble in the home. And next thing you know, you get domestic violence and my, my wife is beating the hell out of me, you know, and I got to <laughs> stop here and say, oh, I fell, you know. But it's so important that we attack these things and we do these things consistently and don't just take this as a time to watch seven hours of Netflix or pop that yes. beer at noon yes. or not work out gotta do something now, please. This is the same thing that happens to sometimes people when they retire. So a lot of times when people, when older people retire, they'll just get into this mindset of, okay, well, I worked my whole life, I'm done, and now I'm just chilling. But how the brain works is that if you're not doing something new, if you're not learning, or if you're not challenging yourself, your brain just stops creating new avenues. Like you have to, like you said, you have to read a book, you got to exercise. You have to push your body and you have to make your body do things that it wouldn't naturally do because that makes your brain work and it opens up new avenues for your brain to survive and thrive. If you're yep. not doing anything new, if you get into this thing of like, well, it's coronal times, I'm retired. I'm on the couch. I'm watching Netflix. I'm eating. I'm not using my brain for anything. Your brain starts to work against you. Yes. And that's why sometimes when, when people retire, they like, Sometimes you'll see people that pass away like a few years later, or if a husband and wife are older and the, and the wife or the husband dies, the other one dies pretty soon after because once your partner's gone, the person that you did things with, you just go, okay, well, I'm just in my house and I'm sitting here watching TV every day and your brain just gives up. Yeah. This will start to happen. It's like you said, when, when this coronal thing first started, it was almost like a winter vacation. Daddy yep. and I talked about this. We we're like, well, this is interesting masks and we don't have to go to work, but now it's long enough into it that it's like, okay, it's starting to affect everyone yes. a little bit. If you lock yeah. yourself in the house and just watch TV and don't, don't use your brain and don't use your body, your body and brain will start to fucking turn on you. Yep. So yeah. It, like I said, it's a slow, methodical thing that happens. And, and most of the individuals listening to this right now are like, Josh, Jake, Duddy, would you shut the fuck up? I love Tiger King. I love binging. Dude, I watched I, I it, all. it I watched it all too. And but the other thing is if you are going to do do the TV or gonna do that, use it, use it as a tool. Watch a documentary, learn something. And there's another thing. I talked to a psychiatrist that at Harvard Medical, there's actually a class that these medical students have to take. It's called laugh therapy. And what they're realizing, you know, that whole additive, you know, laughter is the best medicine. It literally is one of the best medicines. It reduces stress. It reduces the cortisol chemical, which is a stress hormone. It increases blood flow, increases your heart rate, opens up the capillaries, increases overall immune system response, increases antibodies, increases serotonin, dopamine, and it excretes endorphins. So you get this euphoric kind of um, state. And the same thing goes with laughter and the same thing goes with music. And I swear, I'm not saying this because we have become friends. I'm not saying this because I'm on your fucking podcast. I'm not giving you sunshine up your ass but this is why you guys have to continue doing your podcast daddy that is why you have to continue going live with your music because whether you feel it or not somebody's day is making better because they chuckle at a dick or fart or shit joke on here somebody's day is better because you play oh i'm gonna go a deep cut on you because you play stand tall you know or you go live this is so critical and it may seem so small to you too but you don't understand the importance or nay, the obligation that I feel you guys have to do to put out positivity, to put out laughter. Because yeah. a simple chuckle, a simple uh, riff or some of your rhymes, they can make somebody's day better. So I applaud you. Like I said, I'm not throwing sunshine at you, but there's so 
much that you guys are doing good that maybe you don't know. So I, I employ you to keep going and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And honestly, it's like, that's one of the things that, you know, when I really think about it, that kind of has kept me going in music for so long. It's like, you know, you, you start playing shows and that, that first time you really see, you know, someone in the crowd just like, oh my God, like I love this song or this. And yeah. you just be like, wow, what I'm giving to these people is really brightening their day and it's brightening up their life. And then in return, you get that feeling back from them. Yep. So, you know, we're so used to that's what we do. We go out, we play shows and we put out this energy that we, you know, we love what we do and we really put passion in it. And those fans, they give it right back to us. And that feeling is like, man, that's really what keeps us going. And yeah. not to be able to do that right now, it's fucked up. It's weird. Like I've never, yeah. it's, I've never been so distant from, you know, the fans are just music in my whole career, you know, so this is different, but you're, you're so right, man. Me and Jake, we've talked about how blessed we are to have this podcast. Yep. We still get to yep. like, you know, communicate and talk and get our feelings out. And at the same time, we're still keeping really in touch with, you know, our listeners and, you know, they're giving us the positive feedback. Like you said, like, thank you so much. That podcast, you know, really brightened my day. I, yes. I get such a laugh every time out. And again, now I'm getting that energy back from them. I'm like, ah, all right, good. Yeah. Me feel good that we are making you guys feel good, you know? So it's a, it's a cycle, man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And with this podcast and with your, I have a couple of buddies, um, Daddy, the Dirty Heads played a show up in Big Bear. Oh Yeah. I don't know how it was a free show. I don't know how many years ago that was. Every single time I get a text or they're in Big Bear, they they go, they have the full on pass and they they board every which way. And every single time they're in Big Bear, they always send it to the text message um, fellas. And it's like, God, that show was so fucking amazing. You gave them a memory that lasts forever. And so I actually, I know we were talking about it a little bit before the podcast, but that's something I wanted to ask you. Daddy, I can only imagine the so many years you you in this game and so many um arenas and shows and stadiums and the adulation and the feeling of response and that immediate feedback and the the energy that you get how is that how are you doing from a sincere mental aspect because not having that it's like a drug it's like you're going through withdrawals so are how are you dealing with it or what's going on with you, you know it's it's been weird um like I, you know, like we were talking, like it happened so abrupt. I was mid tour. I was mid tour with the acoustic uh, Roman Duddy tour. And we were having such a great time out there. The whole time we were just like, man, this is such a fun tour. This is so nice. You know, and we were just having such a good time. And it was like, it was like, we heard about this virus thing happening. And like the next day it was like, you're going home. And it, everything just stopped. And now all of our tours and all of our shows in the future are just gone. There's nothing planned. So I've never had this like there's always been something coming up there's always been shows coming up there's always been a tour coming up there's always been something coming up that we're working for we're rehearsing we're getting ready for it or you know i'm packing i'm doing whatever getting ready i have nothing to get ready for mm -hmm. so like there's this weird lull in my brain of like what am i doing what are we doing and and you're right yeah that that energy that we're so used to receiving of like that feedback from the fans and just like that's our life that's all we know and it's just kind of gone and it's 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 weird but um Luckily, I have an amazing family at home. Um, you know, my kids are taking it really well, and we're spending a lot of really great, great quality family time together, which is amazing. I'm loving that. And doing the podcast has really helped too, you know. Yes. Fuck, man. I, I can't, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't miss the shit out of playing some shows right now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, 
hard to touch back on what you said. Like, hopefully we are making people laugh and making people feel good in this downtime. And I know that we are because we get so many messages with people saying, thank you guys so much for keeping the podcast alive. And thank you for making us laugh. We need it. But the listeners need to know Duddy and I would have nothing to do right now. If it weren't for them, we wouldn't be hanging out with Josh Canuti on our Zoom right now. So the listeners by, by simply way of listening to our show and, and contacting us online, it's giving Dustin and I, something to think about. We have to book our next show. What's our next show going to be about? We, and and it's, it's creating avenues and duddy in my brain to keep us busy and to keep our brains going. So as much as the listeners we hope are thankful for us, yeah. dude, we're endlessly thankful for the listeners. I'm a barber. I cut hair. I have not been able to cut hair for a month now. So if I didn't have this podcast, I would not have a community to be talking to right now. So the biggest yeah. thanks on earth is to our listeners and you guys give Duddy and I and Josh as much as we are hopefully giving you for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, yeah. there's a, um, behavioral sociologist out of, uh, Harvard, Elizabeth Dunn, I think is her name. And she talks about the perfect intersection of, of an out of an output is when creativity and caring intersect. And so when you have this podcast, like you guys said, you sit there and you care about the product that comes out. It may seem, seem um, tongue in cheek, but you put a lot of effort into it. I know, trust me, we were podcast together. I know it takes a lot of effort and caring to put in it, but you're also creative. And same thing with, you know, music, the creative and you care about those people having a good time. Cause if you didn't care, you would not put the creative effort that you put out, out there. And so when you have this intersection of creativity and caring, that's when you have some of the best outpouring or product or, or tangible things that happen with like this podcast or like, you know, your, your music and stuff. So it's just a, it's just a testament to, to that whole psychology and everything. But the other thing is, you know, on a good note is, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, what's going to come out of this situation? And there's going to be some cool, there's some really cool businesses I think that are going to be coming out of it. You know, one of the things is I think we all need to praise Steve Jobs or whoever because we get to have this Zoom call. So how cool is this? Yeah. But, you know, listen to, I looked this up the other day. Listen to what happened in 2008. Here are some businesses that came out of that last downturn. Maybe you've heard of them. I'm not sure. Dropbox, Groupon, WhatsApp, Uber, Venmo, Slack, Square, Pinterest. Oh, yeah. And Instagram. You ever heard of that? So you're saying after like the housing crisis kind of in, in the, in the mid 2000, yeah. that's, that's when the, all those things happen. And then the other good thing is on a kind of funny note, obviously there's some good loving going on because one of the major manufacturers of condoms over in Malaysia, they're all out of <laughs> condoms. <laughs> so at least there's some good loving happening somewhere. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, there's a bunch of crusty ass toilet paper out there and some trash. <laughs> no, but man, it's 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 so true. And what you were saying too, with like the care and the you know creative meat, and it, I think that really shows too, like in music. And I, you know, you could tell when it's someone is playing music that they love because they really enjoy this style of music and this song. Like I wrote this song and I love this. And you can tell when there's just like someone who's going through the motions who had a song written for them and they're just like, I'm doing this because I want to be famous. And there's a yeah. different vibe you can get there. But when you do create that, you know, 
uh, passion for something like this podcast or like music and you, you're giving everything you have to it and you're putting out all this love and then you see other people receiving that and, and like, oh my God, and you're brightening their day and then they give you that back and you just create this cycle of this love that doesn't make you feel good. Oh, oh, oh. I started to see it coming, and I'm like, "You!" Ooh, I didn't. I, I'll be honest. We're halfway through. I blacked out. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of your best, too. Oh, you just went into complete segue mode there. <laughs> I, I saw a cape flapping behind you for a minute. Guys, soaring. Uh, well, speaking of feeling good on this podcast, we have some sponsors that make us feel really good. And as always, from day one, Koi CBD, what an amazing product, what an amazing company, guys. We love this product. I, I say it every episode. I take those droppers every day. You know what's great now? I, they just gave me these big, huge dropper bottles with a spray in it. So now I just open them out and go... And I hit it up and also another very cool product that they, they just came out with that I've been loving. They got an inhaler. The CBD inhaler, 1,000 milligram hitter, just blap, straight into the bloodline. Um, that is amazing. But here's the coolest thing they got going on right now, guys. Everybody needs this right now, and they have it, hand sanitizer. That's right. And they're doing the, the, a very cool thing with every ounce of hand sanitizer they sell. They are matching that and giving it to uh, hospitals and first responders all through Southern California. So guys, go to KoiCBD.com, get some CBD, get some hand sanitizer, and put in code DUDDYB at checkout for 20% off your order. That's right. Oh, the drop's a little low today, but that's okay. We're zooming uh I held them back and also like blow out the zoom. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out where to hold. I'm doing the drops from my phone through a zoom right there. So yeah. doing uh -huh. my best everyone. All good. But yeah. yeah, also one more product that we love, uh, one more company on it. And that's on it with two N's O N N I T.com. These, this company has so many amazing products and supplements, whatever you are looking for, they have it. Um, right now, personally, I, I talked about it on the last episode. Uh, they have this product. It's called New Mood. And everybody can use this right now in these stressful times. It's not a sleeping pill. It's not going to knock you out right when you take it. But it does just help relax you. I take it about 5 in the afternoon. So then at the end of the night, it's just kind of relaxing. It puts me in a calm mood. And then when I do fall asleep, I sleep through the whole damn night. It's amazing. It's called New Mood. Check it out. And as always, uh, the Alpha Brain. I love it. I take it every day. Helps keep me sharp. Keeps my memories, you know, strong. So go check it out on it.com, O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash Duddy. You get 10% off your order. Go get it. Bam. Okay. Dude, nailed it, Duddy. Thanks. What a read. What a what yeah. a segue and what a read. This Thanks, Zoom man. thing is working out, dude. You really got this thing down. You know, the other thing, um, not to be a total company man, but on it has this other thing. It's vitamin D drops. And, you know, the information on this COVID thing changes every which way, but there's that vitamin D and zinc could be a real helper. And so us in Southern California, we can just go outside and get some vitamin D. But if you're in places where they just had that tornado or whatever, they have this vitamin D drop. So get some of those too. And like we talked about before, get some supplements. If you're not eating healthy, at least go go to honor, go somewhere and get some vitamins yeah, and get yes. some quality supplements in you because garbage in, garbage out. And then now we're all already back to the toilet paper conversation. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you kind of re re touched back on the taking care of yourself. Cause I did want to mention something that a friend of mine, that's actually a friend of Josh's, um, my buddy Enrique who ran both races that Josh and I have done together. He ran those with us. So, um, my buddy Enrique is a track and field and a cross country coach and a high school teacher. And, and, 
school's out. He's not, he's not running with his kids and he's not, you know, teaching. And Enrique has taken this time off. He, this dude is running about six miles a day right now. And, and um, he's, you know, putting it out online. And, and I had a conversation with him. I'm like, dude, you are charging. You're running so much. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I just thought to myself, he's all, we're all forced to have time off right now. And he's like, if I don't better myself during this time off, he, he's like, what am I doing with this? He's also, I'm going to take this time off as some sort of blessing for me. And I'm going to get myself back in shape. Cause although he is the track and field cross country coach, and although he did run those two races with um, Josh and I, he wasn't running before he was coaching, he was teaching and he, you know, he had put on a lot of weight and he was feeling a bit, he's like, this dude has dropped. I don't even know how much weight during this, this time off. And he just, he told me, he's all, dude, if I don't use this time off to better myself, if I don't come out of this quarantine as a better version of me, he's all, I'm stupid. I'm, I'm given a free time off to just better myself. And so that goes to everybody out there. Just use this time for you, man. Like Josh said earlier, read some books, make yourself smarter, get out and run, do a million push-ups, and become, come out of this coronal quarantine a better you. You have the opportunity, do it, you know? Yeah, I'm convinced that one of the best feelings on the face of the planet is when you are truly 100% void of ego, void of narcissism, proud of yourself. Oh, God, yes. That's one thing that I wanted you to talk about. And sorry if you touched on it before, but Jake, I think you were a perfect example of this like started small and now ending big. So, you know, we've done a couple of bigger races, you know, 5K, we did some trail runs. But I think on the last podcast that I was on, you started with one mile, right? You started with just one, 800 meters, whatever it is. And after that, you felt so fucking good about yourself now, to the outside world or to a runner, one mile is jack shit. One mile is nothing, but it's all relative. It's all relative. And that's where when you stop and don't get into this comparison bullshit, and which is why I say, like I talked about, walk around the fucking block. But can you kind of tell a little bit, Jake, how did you honestly feel about yourself seeing where you started running and then now some of these races that, that we've done along the way? So... Um, running is, is the most, is like the easiest way to chart progress ever. Cause if anyone's like me where like, I'm in shape, I surf and you know, I would train martial arts, but I never ran running is a whole different thing because you know, surfing's fun. If you like kicking and punching, it's fun. You're kind of doing what you want to do anyway. Running is fucking tedious. And the thing about running is most people, when, when you start running, your body's just going, dude, stop running. Just stop. Why are you running? You know, your body's telling you, you don't need to do this anymore. Unless someone's chasing you, you're like... <laughs> Unless someone's chasing you, you have the, the motivation to run is 100% within you. So, when I... Uh-oh. In January 21st of this year, the first race that I ran with Josh here, um, I've never run a race in my life. I've never been a big runner. And I started by going, I ran one mile. And it was like the slowest, most... I. Uh, a hundred yards into the mile, I wanted to stop and I was out of breath. And I kind of was thinking, I'm a man, the race I'm going to do at the end of January is four miles. I'm like, I can't even run one mile. And it was a a trail run. So it was up and down in canyons, you know, and I'm just running up the street. But the thing with running is the progress happens really quick. So the second and third time you run, it still sucks, but you're mentally, you already know, I know I can run the mile. So I'm just going to do it. 
And then after about a week of running, you go, all right, I'm going to push it to a mile and a half. And then running a mile and a half sucks. But once you do it one time, your body goes, well, you know, you can do it. So you keep doing it. And then very quickly running will take you to two miles and then to three miles. And then you start telling yourself, well, shit, I kind of want to see how far I can go. So I literally ran a mile at the beginning of January and was like, that was the worst thing I've ever done. I hated it, but I signed myself up for a race so that I had to do it. I'm like, I'm signed up. I paid the money. I told friends they're running it with me. I have to run the four mile race. It forced me to run. And then I started seeing the progress. So for everybody out there who's like, I'm doing nothing. I'm just on the couch strictly watching Tiger King, which is exactly where I was, you know, when January began of this year. Start with running a mile or start with just doing one push-up and then you'll see push-ups are the same thing. You might try to do 10 push-ups and they're so freaking hard, but if you do 10 push-ups a day for a week, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to do 20 now. And then you start feeling proud of yourself. So I remember after I ran that race, um, January 21st, four miles up and down a canyon, even in my trial running around the neighborhoods, I'd never ran four miles. I never even ran three. So I got up to about two, two and a half miles before I did that race. But I knew I wasn't going to freaking die. So like Josh uh, said earlier, I wasn't in competition with anyone else in this race. My goal wasn't to be first place. My goal was to finish the race. I was like, I don't care if I'm dead last. I'm going to run four miles. I did it. I'd never felt so proud. And then I signed up for another race and I signed up for another race. And just give yourself little goals and force yourself to achieve. And you'll see running. You will get, you will get better at running so fast that it'll blow your mind and then you'll be proud of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Each time you, each time you do that, each time you do something that you don't think you can do when it's good for you, it's like a mental curl or mental like push up. And what you're doing is you're literally training your brain to go against, like for me, I had 36 years of me proving to myself that I quit and, or I start something and I quit, I start something and quit. I don't follow through. I don't follow through. But I had to start so small and you start with these little tiny things. So even if you can do, right, even if you're a super crossfitted person, but if you do 10 push-ups and then tomorrow do 11 and then tomorrow do 12, even though it may be simple, you're retraining that brain and actually connecting new connections and synapses and dendrites and new neural pathways to show yourself that you do follow through and that you do complete what you actually put yourself out there to do. So it's so important and it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be running a mile. It could be something small. Small is better. Like you said, because let's for everyone who's listening right now, let's get in the habit of, of like Josh just said, completing your goal. So if you give yourself a crazy goal, I'm going to do a hundred pushups every day starting today. Let's make sure you accomplish it every time. So let's start with 10 pushups. I'm going to do 10 pushups throughout the day today. You can, anyone listening right now can achieve that, right? And then make sure whatever goal you're setting is achievable and then keep pushing that ceiling up a little higher. But yeah, it's like you said, start with very tiny goals. If you're someone listening who's never ran, just try to get through a mile. And if you walk half of the mile, fine. Yes. Start small and then build. And yeah, because like, you know, we always get in that habit. I'm going to start working out today and I'm working out every day for the, the next month. Then what happens is if you miss one day, you just give up because you're like, well, I already fucked up my goal. My goal was to work every day, work out every day this month. Nah, your goal is to, is to, is to walk or run one mile today. That's it. If it takes yep. 30 minutes to do the mile, fine. You did it. Yep. Tiny steps, right? And then, yeah. 
So everyone who's listening, that's what's up. We're all, all of us, Duddy, Josh, myself, um, everyone who's listening, we're going to choose something today that we don't do. So if, you know, Josh and I, we run, we'll choose something else, do burpees, something that we yeah. hate. And let's say we're going to do 10 of those today, just a small goal. So everyone who's listening right now, choose something very small and just accomplish that today. And then tomorrow, another tiny, small goal, maybe a little bigger than today's goal. Make sure it's accomplishable and then I'm do gonna it. I'm going to go one up. I'm going to go yep. one up. Everybody right now, pause the fucking podcast, drop down, give 10 push-ups. Are we going to do 10 right now, boys, then? No, we're doing All 10. Right, everyone, Let's 10 push-ups. Everybody home, 10 push-ups. 10, 10 moments of silence real quick, guys. Bam, son. We did it. And remember with push-ups, here's the best thing that anyone ever told me. I've said it on the show, but I'll say it real quick again. Do not count push-ups as I just did 10 push-ups today. I just added 10 push-ups to my life. So that's another way to really achieve with the push-ups. You know, you, you wake up and you tell yourself, I'm going to do, you know, 100 push-ups today. And if you don't do the 100, you go, I'm already a failure. Why even try tomorrow? Yep. Just wake up and go, I'm going to do one push-up today guess what you're gonna end up doing more than one and and you didn't you didn't just do your push-ups for today you added push-ups to your life we're doing a life total of push-ups everybody so if you can't do them today you do them tomorrow and you're just adding them to your life i don't know how many i've done now in my life maybe a million who cares every time i drop down and do one i've added to the life total yeah let's think of it like that and let's just keep achieving y'all so Holy forward shit. Here. Should we try and get into like a, a segment? Did, did Jake uh, inform you on any of these new segments we have? I did tell you about the scary story one. I guess real quick before we move on, the, are you, you feel like, is there anything else you wanted to, like moving away from the coronal talk and then is there anything else you want to say to sum that up or should, I mean, we no. had a great no, I think, discussion. I think you broke that down perfectly. I think what we talked about, I think if everybody realizes that, hey, it, if you are not, quote unquote, feeling bad or depressed or whatever, still do this for maintenance alone. And if you are feeling depressed or whatever, I'm telling you, if you put on James Brown, I feel good. You're going to feel better. I guarantee you, you have to be dead inside of that song. Doesn't make <laughs> the devil himself can come in here and you put James Brown feel good. He'd be like, that's a pretty good song. All right, man. All right. That's good. All right. All right. I get we'll it. To, <laughs> yeah, to, to touch back on the laughter thing, everybody yep. watches stand up comedy. There's a million of them on Netflix. There's a million of them. Let's try to laugh today, too. Like, rather than maybe watching a scary or dark or intense show tonight, let's at yep. least make sure that we watch a stand up comedy and make sure we laugh a couple times. Then it's back to the murder mysteries. Right. You're so, right. Yep. I, like, you said yep. it right there, guys. I had to stop because I, I fucking love murder mysteries. Oh, I, love I don't really have a lot of shows I like. Like, I don't really have, I'm not like a TV guy much. So, like, at the end of the night when the kids go to bed and the wife passes out or whatever, I'll just like put on a first 48 or something like that, you know, because oh, it's kind of like mindless. You know, it's kind of mindless. You're just watching and blah, blah. And I, I enjoy them. And that was like, I was ending every night with Ooh. murder mysteries. And I started like, like, I was like, this is kind of fucked up. Every night I'm going to bed just watching families getting murdered and shit. And I switched it. I was like, comedy. Now at night, I'm ending my night with some stand-up comedy. And I noticed, like, I kind of feel better in the morning. Like, I'm, I can only imagine what my brain's thinking every night. Oh. Like, fucking laying in bed after watching three hours of people dying. Like, fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah, that shit gets into your subconscious. And that's the other thing with, you know, the things that we tell ourselves, you know, if you say like, oh, my God, Josh, you're so, so stupid. Like, even if you say it like jokingly, like, oh, Josh, you're so stupid or, or Jake, you say it to yourself. Oh, it's better to be sarcastic with a positive word. Be like, oh, Josh, you're so smart. Because literally in the brain, talking to this neuroscientist in the brain, the hippocampus and hypothalamus is the memory portion. It does not know sarcasm. It does not know, but it knows everything that you say. So it does not know. So having those, watching those um, comedy things at night, that's an uplifting, empowering thing. Saying good, using good um, neurolinguistic practices are really, really good for the brain and for the self-esteem and for the mental health. So everything that we talked about, eating well, you know, active, watching some comedy, listening to some freaking dirty heads, listen to some deep cuts of some James Brown, some Elvis little, little conversations, you know, the, these songs and these things will get you, uh, get you going and get you happy and put a smile on your face and then able to attack those pushups, attack those runs because you're not going to do something positive with a negative mindset. It's going to be very difficult. Let me put it that way. Yeah. So, so I'm going to throw this out here too, a new little thing. So I was, I was having some weird dreams and that was part of the reason why I was like, dude, I got to stop watching first 48 at night. Right. And I had this reoccurring dream, like a bunch of times, like, and it, and it was one of those where it's like, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, Oh my God. And I fall back asleep right back into it. And I, and this happened like multiple nights, same fucking dream. And maybe you or some, our listener could fill me in with what does this mean? This is why this is my fu- And it's just when I wake up, I'm so tense and I'm like, Oh, I have a flight and I just cannot get to it. Like I just, it's a, I just, I'm, constantly trying to make it onto this plane because I have a flight somewhere and just I can never get to this fucking plane every obstacle that possible is in the way and I just never make the flight and I just wake up just so fucking stressed out mm. what is that I'm not a dream therapist but that's right? it's, but it's like, and then I'll, I'll, go, yeah. I'll fucking fall back asleep right back in it just can't catch uh, the flight dude. the worst it's like dude the last one I had and I remember it the last one it was a couple of days ago and I went through it all night again and I got to I finally got to the plane I didn't have my passport and that was, like, <laughs> oh. it was just like oh my god <laughs> dude so I, I got married in the Dominican Republic and we went out this is years ago and I went and I hid my passport my wife and I got there hid my passport we're getting ready. We're leaving from the Dominican Republic to go to our honeymoon to the Maldives. We have to have our passport. I could not find this fucking thing at all. I had 50 friends that flew down. All 50 friends are in my hotel room, turning everything up every single which way. I do not know where the fucking passport is. I got to leave. I'm talking to, I have a buddy that got quite a few nickels to rub together. He's like, all right, this is what we do. We go to the U.S. consulate. We get an airplane. We fly you to a, a naval base. We get on the plane there, and then we go, <laughs> go to there. I'm like, I don't have that kind of money. He's like, don't worry about it. We got this fucking handled. And the next thing you know, flipped up the mattress, and I put my our passports underneath the mattress, but way in the middle of it for some god-awful reason, just so hopefully it didn't didn't go anywhere. But that feeling of not having your passport and having a plane to catch, oh. like, oh, my God. What oh, the fuck? God. You're not even oh, a human at that point. No. Who yeah. are you? Where's that piece of paper that uh, says who you are? Get out no, of here. Yeah, yeah. there's a couple. There, there, when the, like, I'd be getting up at like fucking four in the morning. Like you were saying, you get up four. I just get up and like, you know what? I'm up. I'm not going back to bed because I know I'm going right back into that stressful ass yep. fucking dream. Fuck it. I'm yeah. up. <laughs> I don't want to be late for a flight. Yeah, I'm I know. I'm, I know. Yeah. I'm not catching it. So. <laughs> 
I feel like I could have played the scary town music under those two stories because I was just like clinching my fist. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, back to some of the new segments that Duddy was bringing up. We did. I did talk to Josh about, um, I, I at least told you that we have a segment now called Scary Zone. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything like that? Do you think you've ever seen a ghost, an alien encounter, a spooky story of any kind? Um, I don't have any ghosts or alien, but I do have, so I've been going to Yosemite, um, since I was 15 years old. Okay, hold on. Before you get into it, we got a, we got a drop that Daddy's going to do live. I'm glad you have something. I love that it's in the forest already. I'm I'm already stoked. Hit me. Change my background to some, some wooded area behind me on the Zoom. But let me give you a little bit of some music here, Daddy. You going to do it? I'll do it. Can you turn that up? Yeah, I can turn it up. I, I don't know if it was too loud. Is that better? <laughs> okay. Have you ever been scared? Welcome to the scary zone. Woo! Oh, wow. Nailed it. All right. Go on with your uh, story, bud. <laughs> so I've been going to Yosemite pretty much every year with a friend's family that I kind of grew up with. And probably about... Seven, eight years ago, I had uh, kind of reconnected with an old buddy that I hadn't seen forever. And my buddy is the quintessential don't judge a book by its cover. So let me kind of paint the picture of what this guy looks like. He is literally tattooed from head to toe on his face before face tattoos were cool. Definitely looks scary, but the nicest guy you will ever, ever meet. He just happens to love tattoos and is infatuated with it. Um, But we're getting ready to go up to Yosemite and he goes, Hey, should I bring my gun? And I'm like, no, you don't need a gun. It's Yosemite, dude. Freaking relax. <laughs> so we're sitting there and it's me, him, and another buddy. And he has Twizzlers inside the tent. And we get and we're drinking in the middle of the um the meadow there. And so we're a little bit buzzed. We go to crash out, and then all of a sudden we hear a zzz. And then my buddy wakes me up, my tattoo buddy. He's like all terrified. He's got like a, a little tiny like stick. He's like, Josh, 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 something under the, under the tent, under the tent. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, man. Zip it back up, you know? So zip <laughs> it back up. And so we go back, back to sleep. And next thing I know, I hear the zip. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, Jeremy, do you hear that? He goes, yeah, dude, I fucking heard that. We need to get the hell out of here. And so we got three days left on this trip. And so we sit there and then finally I tie the two little like loops that come off the zipper. I tie it on together. So I tie them tight. And then next thing I know, I wake up and my buddy Jeremy is screaming at the top of his lungs. And I have two massive red raccoons on my chest. I jump up. I scream like a woman. Scratch that. I scream like a three-year-old, six-year-old girl. I scream at four o'clock in the morning. I run out and we sit there and we huddle together. My big scary looking tattooed dude up and down. We're in the corner. As soon as daylight hits, we jump in the car, fuck the last three days of it. And we take off these two little tiny red raccoons had two grown ass men scream like little tiny girls probably need some toilet paper at that time. Yeah. Got in there and took off at freaking daybreak. So it was so funny to see this quintessential, like gnarly tough dude. He's a, uh, black belt in jiu-jitsu tattooed on his face and then me these two tiny little fucking things scared us right out of fucking yosemite that is so terrifying you know like the opening the zipper like yeah like, crappy. I've seen, you know i've seen fucking blair witch and shit man it's like 
Nah. <laughs> also, dude. raccoons, any type of vermin is scary because we're just not, we're not people that live in the woods. We're from the beach. And even though we hike and we camp and stuff, bro, raccoons are gnarly because every once in a while where I live in these apartments, there'll be like a raccoon family will get into the trash can. Every once in a while, I'll go take out the trash at night, throw your trash in, and every once in a while, whap, I'll see two hands and a face pop up because they're in the trash. And dude, raccoons got claws. Oh, yeah. They look like they're they adorable. Damage, but, uh, yeah. I'm out. I'm not fighting a raccoon. They look no. like they jump no. high. I mean, no way. No, and they have like hands true. and like thumbs. And oh, they dude, like they've got new math and stuff. It's fucking weird. I'll never forget the time. It was when I threw trash away right here. And it was just as soon as the trash hit the dumpster, just bam, I saw the two claws and a head pop up. And I was like, yeah, I jumped just like you. Uh, I don't even remember my feet hitting the ground. I floated up the stairs back into my apartment. Yeah, that was the scariest way to wake up with this flashlight on this red raccoon literally on my chest oh my god oh so terrifying i've never if it was on my chest yeah because then it's 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 like someone it's like have you ever had your car broken into yeah and you go back when you walk up to your car the next morning or whatever and everything's open and you're like you feel violated i'd have that feeling knowing that raccoons can just get into my tent (laughs) i just got my car broken into like Three months ago, I just got my car, maybe a little bit, maybe end of last last year. I just bought all brand new Muay Thai gear and everything. Oh. And motherfucker came in and just jacked everything. Jacked pens, paper, Altoids, all my Muay Thai gear. And like you said, it felt so weird. I was sitting there. It felt like I was just so violated, not in a good way either. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, no, yeah. There's, there's, that's a I never thought about that, but yeah, violated seems like it's only a bad word, but sometimes you wouldn't mind being violated a little bit if it's a (laughs) right connotation. Yeah. You get a couple cocktails if it gets cold enough. I don't have a problem being violated if it was by a a couple nice gentlemen. I mean, a couple nice (laughs) (laughs) Nice raccoons. Yeah. Yeah. What's going down in that bunker? Let me go. Let me get down there. Oh, hey. (laughs) As soon as this whole shit's over with, we will have you in the official. Oh, we'll have you in the bunker out right now. Yeah, uh, bunker's a nice place. I got my dog here chilling with me. It's nice. Yeah. Did you know we got a new studio where we're doing it? Yeah, I saw. I saw I mean, you guys got it. It looks really fucking awesome. Made. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, we'll miss miss a lot of aspects about being at Reamp. That was a beautiful studio, and we had some great times there. But it's just nice that you know this is dirty spots, the dirty. It's like feels like we can do whatever we want to it, you know, and we're not messing up someone else's uh, room or whatever. But so that was an awesome one. So we got a cool scary zone. I mean, you've already told us about pooping yourself, right? Unless you've pooped yourself since. Why why do you got to bring up bullshit? (laughs) Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That was was an interesting conversation after that podcast came out. And my wife goes, so I listened to the podcast. Uh, I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. How did I do? He goes, you shit yourself during that uh, during that little outing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I hit it from you back then, but now yeah. we're oh, what are you gonna do, dude? It's great. No, the episode that's airing tomorrow. So oh. is uh, it's uh, it was a guy from Through the Roots, Evan, the singer of Through the Roots, and he had his girlfriend here, 
and uh, she's like a you know beautiful model, and she just right. tells us a story about how she she had the craziest shit story, dude. And he's just sitting there next to her, just looking at her like, "What the fuck?" But it was funny because it sounded like she told him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like a couple details that he fired off, and I'm like, "Oh, she told him about this shit escapade that she went on." Right, um, right. So another new segment that we and and this this one I probably should have told you about sooner because it's hard to just throw this on somebody, but. We came up with a segment since you'd last been on called No More Words. And it's like words that we think can actually be eliminated from the like language and it won't matter. Like we eliminated um, like bay. One of our guests was like, we need to stop with bay. You know, um, we eliminated like lit. But, you know, thinking, right. back, thinking back on lit, you know, oh, the candle was lit. So we're not trying to get rid of that word entirely. But I think people are done saying that. Yeah. This show is lit. Um, I don't know. What were some other, we had some good, are there any Damn, words that bother Oh, I was just going to say that. We, we also all agreed that the word moist is gross. Oh. <laughs> He's one of the 50% of the people that just can't deal with that yeah. word. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, what it is. oh, oh, you know what? You have someone a word, Daddy? Someone wrote in. I wish I knew who it was because I read it. They were like, one of your no more words should oh. be fingered. Okay, it was Jesse uh, Pools. That is true. That's like no one needs to say finger. All right, Duddy, let's do this. Let's do it. All right. More words. I can't hear it. No more fucking words. <laughs> you hear it now? Barely. But yeah, you uh, get it. No more words. Yeah. We got totes. 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 Oh, shit. Totes is a good one too. Die uh, immediately. That or like nar. Nar. I, think we, we I don't have a, have a problem with gnarly, but gnarly. Far off, though. Let's give Jesse Rules her credit because yeah. she did. She wrote in and she said, I think we can stop with fingered. And yeah. I was thinking about it and I'm like, you're right. It's gross. And I'm not sure if there's any other use for it besides fingering someone. Like, yeah, she, I fingered her. Right. I realize there is. Like, if you're in a courtroom and you go like, you know, who's the man that you saw running away from the building? And you point at that person, you fingered them officially as well. But, but you I, could say I pointed him out. You could say I pointed him out. So I think I'm with Jesse on this. It does sound gnarly, right? I'd rather, hey, I finger blasted her than I than fingered. Yeah. Fingered. Even, even, with your, even when you're with your fellas and you're like, oh, dude, I just hooked up with that chick. You would never be like, yeah, I fingered the F out of her. You would never say no. that. Be like, dude, I got with her, or like, like took her down or something. Yeah, yeah. Finger sounds like something Anthony would say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, gentle giant. So you know what, Jesse, this one's for you. Yep. Fingered is out. We don't really it. see you later, fingered. No see one has ever been impressed by you telling. No, no guy has ever been impressed by you saying, "Hey, bro, I fingered her last night." It's just like, ah, oh, come on. Oh. What happened last night? Was she fingered? Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, there's no way chicks ever got got together. No way chicks ever get together. And go, dude, he was so good at fingering me last night. No <laughs> one ever said that. No chicks ever said that. Did he? Did he? But did he finger you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I mean, no. fingered to death. I went right to sleep. Now. Yeah, now I'm starting to like the word fingered. I, I think I like it, Jesse. <laughs> We're bringing it back. <laughs> oh, dude, an impromptu, no more words, and totes. Totes is it's wild right there on the edge. We're yeah. gonna have a solid thought about totes, dude. We might have to get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, I think finger definitely needs to be out. I'm with her. 
Oh, all right. Dude, out. Hell yeah, Jesse rules, dude. Let's give you a little applause. Thank you for that one. Ingrid is gone. Yeah. What else? What else we got going on? So um, let's go back to the running things. And just so everyone knows, like, yeah, I, um, we had Josh on the show very early on. I think he was one of our first, like, five guests or six. I mean, you were very early on a guest on our show. And Duddy and I, we'd never met Josh. Uh, he was suggested to be on our show through a, another friend of ours. We'd never met him. And after the show, I put on Instagram, I'm going to do a run in January. Josh hit me up and said, hey, that, that race that you're doing in January, I think I might like to do it as well. And he signed up and we kind of became friends. I ran a race with you in January, you and your wife. And, um, and then I ran another race with you guys, the Huntington Beach. We did like a 5K, a real quick one in Huntington Beach uh, in February. And then you and I were actually scheduled to run a 11K trail run last month. That got canceled due to Corona. Yep. So have you been running? Have you been keep? What's going on? Are you working out? How, how are you staying fit for the running portion? Yeah. So I haven't, I've been running maybe once, uh, twice a week. I just do like three or five miles just around the back bay here. But it's interesting. I think the other kind of silver lining with this, I think people have figured out ways to stay fit and stay athletic or stay active with inside their home. So mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing. You know, all the other YouTubes that you can see with just a 25 pound kettlebell. So that'll give you a workout in a fucking half. And I know the other cool thing is the, the camaraderie that's happened between businesses and stuff like this. So like I know my gym has given out like loaned out weights and said, Hey, just, I want you to stay active. I want you to stay healthy. It's free of charge. You know, my, my Muay Thai coach gave me a, a full on big, um, kicking bag. So I hung that up. And so I got to, I get to do rounds with the bag and I know there's other been cool stories, you know, with other companies, there's that one distillery that's making vodka that switched to making hand sanitizer. So mm -hmm. there's been a lot of cool things to happen with companies, but yeah, just been staying, trying to stay active, been doing a lot of plyometrics. That's the other thing that I think people realize that, that just some body weight squats and some pushups, you can get a hell of a workout with just 50, 50, 50, 50 pushups, 50 setups, 50 air squats. Oh, I mean, and you throw in some burpees, you're going to be sweating up a storm and that's going to be good for you. So just been doing that in the, in the front yard and everything. So I, I have been doing what, what Duddy suggested, you know, with, uh, you're watching a show, just get up and do some push-ups. So every night I've been doing that. Like once we put Rocky to bed, my little one-year-old, by the way, my son also had a birthday this month. You said your birthday was on the fifth and you were yep. planning a big hike and you had invited me and then all this shit happened. So I don't, you probably yeah. didn't get to do your hike, did you, for your birthday? No. We'll make it up when this is done. My son turned one years old two days ago. So his first birthday was a quarantine. Yeah, dude, you're, yeah. a little applause for little Rocky boy. So, yeah, it was funny. We just like, you know, yeah. FaceTime and stuff. But uh, that kid is I've so been, fucking cute. So cute. Oh, <laughs> He's a little stud. But I've been doing what Duddy suggested a few episodes back. I ha at night, once we put Rocky to sleep, I grab, I have a kettlebell, a real light one. I have some light little weights. Dude, I'm just doing curls. I'm doing push-ups. I'm doing some squats and dude, you're going to get as pumped as you want to get, you know, yeah. and it's, it's not affecting me watching Tiger King. I'm watching it right when I'm doing the workout. Yeah. That's something. So is the back bay running trails, are those still open? Yeah, they are. Um, get out of here. Yeah, I'm they're, going. they're still, they're still open. Oh, so. I'm going. Cause I've just yeah. been running boring in, in around the back of my house in an industrial area. Cause not, but I'm, right. I'm 
Yeah, no, the back bay is open, so it's cool. Parking lot still open, or you just got to find your way in? Nope, parking lot's open and everything. You just blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Good. I get to run in an actual pretty environment now, and it's wide, so you're not going to have to touch anybody. It's yeah. a big running area. Yeah. You know, Jake, sorry to switch gears. I wanted to ask you something. So I read this the other day, and I've, or it's been a while since I read it, but you know, as far as having kids, my wife and I don't have kids uh, anymore, but so they, there was this article I was reading and they said that, you know, women, they feel like a mother once they know that they're pregnant and know that you know, they pass that term or those weeks when it's, everything's okay. And they're basically going to have that child. But then a father feels that feeling once the kid is born, when you were in that delivery room, I know this is probably a, a mundane thing, but did you have this overwhelming like wave of feelings that crashed in or did you have it before during the pregnancy? I didn't even have that. Like it's, it's really weird. Like neither of us like cried. It's so strange. Like Lorna and I have people that know it's, we're not, I don't know. I don't get super up or super down. I'm usually floating in the middle, although I am kind of in a, you know, I'm, it was the same way. For me, like it's now I'm starting to realize like, oh, I'm a dad and this is my dude. Yeah. I loved him immediately. I loved him before he popped out of the belly, all that stuff. But it never occurred to me that I was a dad. I didn't feel like any different change. Um, Until now he's like one years old. I wrestle with him. He looks at me. He smiles. He runs at me, jumps on me. He knows that I'm his dad and we party together. Now I'm having this crazy emotional thing where I just love this kid so much. And I'm now I'm feeling like everything I do, he sees and I'm shaping who he is. So it was a delayed thing for me. Yeah. Obviously I love but the how do you, happening now. How do you get into that skate gang? Do I do I have to be jumped in or what? How do I get in? <laughs> like I I think you're awesome and Lorna loved you and your wife when we ran that 5K together in Huntington Beach. So you're a homie. Yeah. You're in the skate gang. Duddy loves you. This is your second time on our podcast. You're in, dude. You're in the no, game. Those, those skate uh, little things that you put on Instagram or Insta stories where you have your little dude on your skateboard in between your legs, the cutest freaking thing oh, that goes you. back to that whole, you know, putting a smile on people's face and, you know, mm-hmm. with the music and with this podcast, keep putting that positive stuff out there because I don't care who you are. When you have a cute baby, I mean, I used to do this when I was going through my big depression thing. I used to YouTube babies. Uh, laughing and you have to be dead inside if that doesn't put a little smile on your face you know yeah. so keep throwing those out there if you're comfortable with it because it puts a smile on my face when i see kids so uh, i just oh. i just hell yeah i've got more i'm like i don't want to be ridiculous and keep doing it what if people and people are loving it when i posted that video yeah. to feeling good with duddy page it was just insane people were just like you just made my day this is the funniest thing on instagram today and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to overdo it, but yeah, I should maybe share a little more of Rocky's big smile and just whatever, make people laugh. He makes me laugh all day. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. For sure. Daddy, are you writing a lot during this downtime or are you? You know what? Yeah. Well, right, right when I got back, right when the tour ended uh, and I, I came home, we, we had uh, some songs in progress for the Dirty Heads. And so I, we finished those up since, uh, you know, we've been on quarantine and we're actually going to start releasing some new Dirty Heads music pretty soon. Nice. Um, but yeah, you know, so I, once we finish that, I, I've taken a, a little time off from the writing, but I'm going to get back into it. Yeah. What's uh, your, not that I don't know what we're on, on on time, but what's your writing process? Do you just think of a line here, think of a line there and jot it down in your phone? Do you sit down at a typewriter, typewriter, Jesus Christ, how old fucking old am I? 
<laughs> Jesus, you know how do you how do you write? Do you write on stage? You just fuck around I, in the studio. Well, it's just be me by myself, like writing. I, I usually just pick up an acoustic guitar. I'll just kind of sit there and just write. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of times too, you know, it, you know, it maybe Jared had worked on a beat with someone else, and they just kind of show me the beat or whatever. And then at that point, then yeah, then I'll I like to just put headphones on, maybe walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. And, and it's really, I just like, uh, my hardest part is I just need that first line. And then uh, once I get that, then it's just, you know, but I just got to get that first line. That's really what I spend a lot of the time on. Yeah. And I can attest to that in going back to the science. They said that, you know, if you need to work something out to go and take a walk, yeah. that motion and that, that physical movement and that blood flow will actually stimulate the, the neurons and stimulate the brain. So if anybody out there is looking to write a blog or trying to figure out what to do or something, try taking a walk, figure out what you want to think about before and then try taking a walk around the block or whatever and try to work that out. Sometimes, you know, a, a line will come to you or just that, yeah. that initial inertia to push that, that thought process over is sometimes that's all you need. And then it just starts coming. And it's like, like something too, like to be, you're not just sitting there in your room or whatever, just only concentrating on that, just racking your brain. It's like, ah, you know, you go out and you're walking around, you're doing something else. So you're almost, you're focused on the walking and that you're outside, but you're also focusing on the. So it's kind of like, you're not just sitting there racking your brain, killing yourself, you know? And then all the next thing you know, you're like, Oh wait, I got it. This is great. You know? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Nice. For sure. But, maybe, uh, and when you go out for the walk, maybe leave your phone inside. Mm-hmm. Don't let it ring. Don't let it. And, and do, and, uh, and, concentrate on the moment go you know what um i'm outside i'm gonna feel the air i'm gonna hear some birds sing and and nothing else matters for the 10 minutes that i'm walking around the block you know and that's something i've been working on because i'm always thinking about the future and what's coming next and i'm like dude i'll bump into shelves i knock i'm clumsy as shit nowadays because i'm constantly thinking about the next podcast or the next and so lorna my wife lately has been like hey live in the moment. Like right now you're home, take your phone out of your pocket, put it over there, sit on the floor with your son. Don't think about anything except for hanging out with him for 30 minutes. And it's like, that's such a simple thing. I never do that. You have to consciously do that. Yep. You have to go, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I exist right now in this world. Mm-hmm. I don't exist in 10 minutes from now. And I don't exist 10 minutes in the past right now is where I exist. And so, huh, let me just be Jake for 10 minutes. And, uh, that's a beautiful thing. And before we, you know, let you go, Duddy and I, uh, we, we kind of went away from the, the most wonderful thing about our show is where we chose a word or a phrase and tried to dive in, um, you know, to make people feel good, something easy to put into their life. And, uh, and throughout this episode, I'm sitting here going, well, shit, what, we didn't have a word. We didn't come up with one. But something we talked about a lot was maybe just, I'm thinking maybe do something new. Is, is maybe what I got out of this episode. Like we're all trapped in our homes. We're all dealing with the same thing to keep our brains fresh and to keep us feeling alive. Maybe I'm thinking, do something different that you don't normally do. And that's also a way to pat yourself on the back. Hey, I've yep. never really done push-ups, but I just did 10. So maybe give us something that you think is important in that field. I know I didn't probably explain that yeah. perfectly, but I think you know what I'm saying. No, absolutely. absolutely. For everybody that they can plug into their life right now. Yeah. I think it just goes back to kind of what we talked about a little bit earlier. Do the right things, even though you don't want to do them and your life will be exponentially better. Do those five things, stay active, meditate, 
be kind to yourself, try to stick to a schedule, try not to overindulge. And then just like you said, you said it freaking perfectly, Jake, start small. You will be so amazed what you can get done in a week or two weeks. If you just start small, start with 10 pushups today, 11 tomorrow, 12 the next day. It sounds boring. It sounds methodical, but what you're doing, you are retraining your brain to prove to yourself that you do follow through and that you will be proud of yourself. And I'm telling you, everybody listening to this knows that when you're truly proud of yourself, there is one of the best feelings on the face of the planet. So get yourself some laughter, listen to some music, do something to make yourself proud of yourself and get in front of this before it becomes detrimental. Put your seatbelt on now in case you get into an accident, not because you're going to get into an accident. And whatever you do, I know I say this all the time, but please, please, please be kind to yourself. Give yourself some grace. This is a odd time for everybody. We'll get through it together. Keep listening to Feeling Good with Daddy. I'm not saying that just to say that. Keep listening to Dirty Heads. Put on some freaking James Brown. Do something to put a smile on your face and put a warm feeling in your heart. Look at a baby picture. Whatever it is, it's going to be okay. Just relax. Stay in the present. Choke it chunk it down you got this oh yeah dude that's awesome brilliantly said and that's the oh that's josh canuti everybody he's gonna be on the show again he's a friend and uh the overcoming you podcast and it's like josh always says you're not trying to overcome these weird obstacles that other people are putting on you or that exist in the world you're just overcoming liking yourself and being stoked on you because it it doesn't matter who thinks you're rad or who thinks you suck if you think you're rad that's all that matters. And if you think you suck, you need to change that now because you do not suck. We are all the same freaking, we're just people walking around trying to make sense of this crazy world. Yep. And that's perfect. So I want to drop this in here too, that Jared sent me this and he told me I should read this. So I'm going to tell you guys, it's perfect for the subject we're talking about too. It's a great book. It's called, uh, I don't know if you see it, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's a great book. It touches a lot on what we're talking about here of like, you know, but sometimes you're your worst own enemy, you know, and like overcoming yourself sometimes is the big, is the hardest thing. So if you need something to do and kill some time, which I know you do, we all do check out that book. Once again, that's a, uh, the big leap by Gay Hendricks. It's a great book and they have it on audio book too. You know what? Throw your headphones on and just walk around the neighborhood at night and listen to it. It's great. That's what I did. And it was awesome. It's beautiful, and then when you get back from the walk, you feel really good about yourself. It's a good book, so check it out. And uh, yeah, other than that, dude, Josh, thanks again, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. Amazing, man. You're the best. We love having you. Yeah, come. I gotta go uh, do your podcast one time, man. I would love to. Please do. Yeah, Yeah, love to have you guys on. Please. Yeah. 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 so much um if you you know like this episode or any of the past please go leave us a comment give us a review it really helps the podcast get noticed and keep going also go over to the overcoming you podcast give them a review and a like and listen to some of his it's a great podcast um yeah thanks for everyone for tuning in uh go to cutlessbrand.com and put in code DuddyB for 15% off. Uh, we did just actually drop a new uh, men and women's line that we, we were making before all this happened. And they came in. So we, we put them out there, guys. <laughs> out there. Trust me, I know times are hard if you can't. I totally understand. But it is there. And uh, right now, too, all through quarantine, every order comes with a signed uh, custom quarantine card from yours truly. Um, uh, shit. Yeah, other than that. 
Dude, Josh, this was the best episode. It was perfect. I think it's what everyone needs right now. Yeah. Yeah. Can't thank you enough, dude. Guys are awesome. Oh, Love Sorry, uh, Patreon. We do have a Patreon page, guys. If you want some behind the scenes from this and every other episode and just a bunch of other um, fun content, go over to patreon.com forward slash feeling good with daddy. And, uh, you know, it's a four ninety nine a month fee, but it really does help the podcast keep going and you get a lot of cool stuff with it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, success. Wash your hands. Wash y'all hands. That was good. That was awesome. Josh. So yeah. what do I do? Do I just stop recording now, Anthony? Oh, actually, we can keep it going. I guess you can just fade it out whenever you want. So we don't have to leave just yet. Daddy can just cut it there. Yeah, stop the recording.